the role of the associate pastor, that is the topic of today's ReChurch. Welcome to ReChurch. I'm Marshall Fant, the Director of Church Consulting and Strategic Planning for Gospel Fellowship Association Missions. My purpose is to encourage pastors and church leaders as you refocus, renew, and revitalize your churches. We've established this podcast to offer practical tips and suggestions as you equip disciples to make disciples. This is Marshall Fant. Welcome back to GFA's podcast, ReChurch. Got the great privilege of having a passionate pastor with us today. Treg Spicer, welcome to the podcast. Good morning. Thank you. And if y'all know Treg or you know anything about him, the word I come to is what I introduced him as. I think a passion, passion for the Lord, passion for life, passion about ministry. So, Treg, thanks so much for uh, taking time to record the podcast with us this morning. Oh, it's great to be here. Thank you. Yeah. So, Treg, tell our listeners, um, your family, yourself, where you pastor, just a little bit about who you are. All right. So, uh, my name is Treg Spicer. I've been in the ministry now since 2000, so going on 21 years. And the Lord's been good, taking Amen. myself and my family definitely through some some trials over the years. But God's been faithful through all of that, and yeah. we're just thankful to be to be serving Him still in ministry. And so we are in Morgantown, West Virginia, home of the Mountaineers. Yes, our church is yeah. located about four minutes from the main campus area. So wow. that's uh, an exciting place to be at times, and in a in a town of thirty thousand people. In one weekend, it doubles, <laughs> yeah. you know, to sixty thousand, and so getting across town changes drastically in August and in January when they come back. But we love our students, and yeah. we just enjoy being around them. Yeah. I have four kids, and my oldest is—I have two girls on both ends. They're my bookends. Yeah. So Cammy's fifteen, and Candace is ten, and then my boys are in the middle. They're fifteen months apart, and they're twelve and thirteen, and they are. Um, a challenge to say the least. <laughs> well, I'm like you. Our, we have five, but our, our girls okay. are our bookends. So I say they bring yeah. sanity to the, to the equation to help us, uh, you know, with, uh, with, with those that are between the bookends. Well, that's absolutely. great. Absolutely. All right. So we yeah. want to start this morning. Now you served as an associate pastor and you have a burden, again, passion uh, for these yeah. men. So tell us a little bit about your background in that role yeah. of vocational ministry. Yeah, well, so, you know, I say I've been in the ministry for going on 21 years, but 16 of those years I served in that associate slash assistant pastor role. For 10 of those, I, I wasn't a youth pastor at all. It was just simply an assistant pastor. Mm-hmm. And then in the second phase of ministry, I was a student ministries pastor and, and very involved in the Christian school as well. So, Is this so the 16 same church? years of that, two I mean, different churches. Two different yeah, churches, I, okay. Yeah, so it started off in Ohio. Okay. And I was there 11 years total, 10 years, Carrie and I were there married okay. and served as the assistant there. And then we were in North Carolina. And so another culture change, really, and, and ministry change. And then I served here, actually, with Pastor Moran two years as his assistant All right. um, before taking over the ministry, which hopefully we get a chance to talk about here soon as well. Yeah, we will. All right. Yeah, so I want to go ahead right now before I forget, I want to introduce your podcast. You know, so the podcast, uh, for those of you listening, if you want to look it up, we've got it on Spotify okay. and on iTunes, and you can look it up, Art of the Assistant. Okay. And this was just, it's been a burden of mine, at least for a year, maybe longer, when you're when you're in that assistant pastor role and you're reading books of encouragement or 
you just want to become better or you want to develop your leadership skills and your pastoral skills, everything out there is geared towards the senior pastor. Yeah. And there's so little about the guy in the second chair, the second man, and, and every tidbit of information that I would hear, I'd gather, man, I would remember it because there was just so little out there. For mm. instance, one time when President Bush was out, I remember hearing Cheney say that even though I was leading the meetings, I never sat in his chair. Uh, Genius. That's yeah, that's good. Yeah. So when I served here and Pastor Brand was out with cancer, I never sat in his chair on the platform. Mm. But that was just one tidbit that I gathered that I, I applied to my life because there was so little. All right. So you've obviously developed through this, a philosophy of ministry for the assistant yes. or associate. Is that yes. correct? All yes, right. So as we go through this, please weave that in and out. I'm going to just let you yeah. talk and I'm just going to go back and forth with you because you, you've got so much to share in this area. So I interrupted you. Go ahead. Tell us uh, more about your burden to help these men. Yeah. So, I've talked to so many and a lot of them, and it's unfortunate, Marshall, but I think a lot of them feel like maybe in this assistant pastor role, they're stuck. Some of them I've talked to said, you know, really, I'm just a very well-paid deacon wow. um, who does, you know, everything I'm told and just serve. I don't feel like I'm part of the pastoral staff at all. And and there's others who are doing great and things are wonderful, but I think there's areas for all of us in improvement and things that we need to take seriously. Cause I think what happens is when we're not maybe directly involved in decision-making or we have an idea and it gets shot down, our natural tendency is, all right, fine. I quit. Sure. I'm going to do the minimum amount that I'm told to do. I've got my job description. I'm going to stick to it. And whatever happens, happens. That's not the right attitude. You know, we should be there to one, God's growing us as a person and mm -hmm. two, to even stretch ourselves to enhance the ministry that God has placed us in and the pastor that God has put us under. Amen. It could be a challenge. Yeah. Um, you know, I say it all the time. I wouldn't want to work for me, <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, these are things that we can do. And two, I feel like that many senior pastors have dropped the ball when it comes to mentoring. There you go. Now, all right, and, so let's stop right there. Yeah. All right. So, let me ask, why, why would you think, is it a matter of time, priorities, a, yeah, I, the previous so. generation think, didn't understand it? Why don't you talk to a senior pastor? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I think it's all the above. So I do think that, hey, I'm too busy to do that. And we do go through busy seasons. Sure. I'm not saying yeah. we don't. I yeah. mean, for instance, this week we've been snowed out all week. So there's obviously no pastoral meetings or time for me to work with these guys. And, and there's a season where, man, we're really going. We just don't have time to meet. So there can be busy, too, I think. It's my dad's generation and, and the generation above him. I mean, literally, I remember to the day being picked up and thrown into a swimming pool and it was sink or swim. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I turned 16. Dad said, get in the car. You're going to drive. I had never, <laughs> never been in a stick shift a day of my life. And, and I had oh, to figure man. it out on the road that day. Oh, but man. that was kind of the mentality. You know, you just you figure it out. You do it. And I think sometimes we've done that with our assistants as well. And then sometimes I think it's frustration because senior pastors, we feel like we've got it figured out. Why don't they? Sure. And so there's a, there's a frustration as a senior pastor to an assistant that we don't talk about, that we don't bring mm -hmm. out. And so there's an area there that, that frustrates me. And so that causes a divide and I can't pour myself into somebody that, that I feel like is not doing their job or is not qualified. And, 
and there can be a hindrance there as well. Yeah, okay. You know, if that makes sure. sense. Sure, oh, it makes so, a lot of sense, you know, yeah. In, yeah, those, yeah. in those three areas, or again, I wasn't mentored. You've got your Bible. You've got, yeah. you know, podcast. You've got things out there. You can, Go do you it. can yeah. figure it out. Mm-hmm. Go do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think this, again, going back to Art of the Assistant, one of the things I wanted it to do and in my website, you know, if you go to tradespicer.com backslash AOA or just go to tradespicer.com, there's just materials. And I'm continually trying to develop those materials that are going to be there for the assistant pastor. So he can go look these things up and find the transcripts, find things that I've put down for the assistant pastor to, to help them and mentor them, you know, where they are, if they feel like they're lacking that in their ministry. Sure. Okay. Now, on your podcast, because I'm sitting here looking mm-hmm. at your podcast page, okay? Yeah. You're dealing with some really great topics. You know, the second job, if you're bivocational, right? Yeah. The art of poverty. Yeah. You're dealing with yep. communication. You're de- I'm, so what I'm saying is, for those that are listening, don't you understand, this is not theory, right? I mean, look at no, the way I look no. at this is you are equipping yeah. them how to do yeah. this role that God's called them to in a way pleasing to Christ. Yeah. Is that? Yeah, when I developed this— I went to Amazon and I bought every single book and downloaded every book on the assistant okay. or the associate pastor. I went to every website I could find an article written and I downloaded it as I was putting this together and it was all philosophy. And and that's important, know, right? It's important. But that without but the how to's. Like, yeah. You there need you the practical. Yeah, you yeah. need the practical mm-hmm. and the philosophies of how to lead from within even Maxwell and some of those, man, that's, it's amazing. But my desire is just to be practical. Here's the how-tos. Here's what mm-hmm. I've learned. Here's how I've screwed up. And here's what I'd like to encourage you guys in. Sure, sure. You know, we're going to interview some other, not just even assistant pastors. And so I'm I'm interviewing the assistant golf coach at WVU this week. Ah. And so how does that fit in? You know, how does he function as an assistant under a head coach? And just even some practical things there that I think that we can take and apply to ministry. All right. So let me ask you a question right off the bat. I'm asking this because I think people can understand from your tone of voice that you are a a passionate guy. I'll go back to that one word. Just with your personality, let me just point, be mm-hmm. point blank. With your personality yeah. of outgoing, energetic, we're going to take this mountain, you know, we're going to get things done. Mm-hmm. You know, this, yeah. this attitude of doing that. How did you bridle that as an assistant? Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Because again, going into it, I never, I never desired to be an assistant, ever. I didn't take one youth ministry class in college. All right, so what was your I, major I, in college? I was biblical ministries. Okay. And that was it. You know, I was the senior class president. I was in leadership roles all through college. I'm alpha. If somebody's going to drive the van or somebody's going to drive the car, even at 16, it's going to be me. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's just who I am. And so coming out of college, no. I have no desire to be an assistant, but at age 18, man, God just burdened me for a Joshua Moses type ministry. Wow. Okay. And it's hard to explain, but I just, in my heart, I loved that model. I loved Joshua. He, He was my hero in the scriptures. And I thought, man, God has just prepared me to come along. I mean, I, I sought the Lord and, you know, it, and missions conference at Bob Jones when they put up all the signs and you go from, you know, booth to booth talking to mission directors. I fasted mm. and for a day prior to that and said, God, my heart is open to what you want. I'm willing to go anywhere, do anything you want me to do anywhere in the world. And every booth I went to to talk, it just so happened that that director was gone. 
and nobody was there. <laughs> I'm like, okay, it's not this, it's not this, it's not this. And then, you know, the only one I talked to that happened to be there was the guys up in the Northwest. They were planning the oh, churches, yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah. And it was like, God just saying, nope, I've closed every door around the world. I want you right here. Wow. And, and so I knew that's where God wanted me. And so coming out, the deal was I was going to come and work as an assistant for five years and take over the ministry that I was called to because that's what I knew I wanted to do. Sure. So now I get there and things change. And five years later, that's changed. And now it's it's 11 years later and I'm still there. And inside me, again, I'm passionate, I'm energetic. And I think in some ways that did hurt. Um, All right, can I stop right there? All yeah. right, because church transitions, which we'll get into yeah. uh, with you later. All right, so was this yeah. a communicated plan, or did you just kind of This under- was communicated. Right. No, this was communicated. So was yeah, it in was writing hired. and all that? It was not in writing. Okay. But it was communicated that I would yeah. take over in five years. And, okay. yeah, we can talk about that later. But <laughs> then after five years, the pastor came and said, hey, I've changed my mind. I'm not ready to retire. All right, so let me say this. That's not the first one I've heard because people like you, so I'm just saying this is an observation. People right. like you that bring energy and emotion and to the yeah. ministry lightens the load of the senior pastor. Therefore, yeah. he feels like he's got, oh, I got another five years. Okay. Yeah. And so, not only that, it also brings people. Yep. There you go. So the church, the church that yeah. hasn't grown, all of a sudden is seeing growth. Yeah. yeah. So now I've got energy. My load's been lightened. The church is growing. Man, I'm good. <laughs> okay. So now we know God leads and God directs, but yeah. also I want to talk yeah. to the senior pastors on this because Treg is not the first one to go through this. No. That when you put this transition plan in place, it needs to be reviewed. And maybe it goes three years or six years instead of five. But once we commit to a man, unless something, there's a moral failure or disqualification issue, you know, we senior pastors need to stay with what we have communicated. Okay, so yeah, I had yeah. I had to go down that road because you're not yes, the only no, that's one. that's good. All right, so now if you before I interrupted you, if you could go back and pick up, yeah, where you were. Yeah, so so with that, you know, I said one, it could have been a problem because that energy and enthusiasm was there. Yeah, and and so now it's sometimes you can become if you're not careful, you're Absalom in the court yeah, of David. Sure. And so now people are coming to you because you're the one they see. You're the energetic one. You're the one that's at the hospital. And maybe you were the one that led them to Christ and you've discipled them. And you've got to be careful with that because you're not the senior pastor. Yes. And so there's a fine line there with that. But two, I think for guys that are very passionate in that assistant pastor role, you can pour that into the ministries you have. Man, grow that college ministry. Grow that youth group. You know, if if you need a side hobby or something like that, I was a marathon runner, triathlete. I had a martial arts school that I ran. So you know, I was pouring those energies and activities even in some other things that just allowed me to find balance. Sure. So keep going on this assistant. Yeah. What else? Okay. So, so as we think about guys are serving in the assistant pastor role and where they are, one, guys, if you're listening and you're an assistant pastor, I would love, love the people. The Lord has put those people in your lives to help develop you. And maybe you're an assistant pastor for life. That's what you know God's called you to do. Praise the Lord. My administrative slash assistant pastor, he's dynamite. Yeah. And and he is where he needs to be, and he's got his gift sets in that role, and I would be lost without him. Sure. And so as a senior pastor, though, I know what that means. I've got to give him tasks to accomplish because that's how he works, and that's yeah. how he operates. How can I help you 
what do you want me to do? He yeah. doesn't need just to sit. He needs to have those things gone. But again, you know, in that assistant role, in his role, I want him to love the people. And I tell him, I said, you know, Jeremy, you're my eyes and ears, man. I want you to love the people so they trust you. And so when you're sitting down in their homes and you're talking to them, you can get everything that they don't like about me out of them <laughs> and bring it back to me. And so I can adjust. And I'm telling you, that's what's happened. Yeah. And he's he's come to me multiple times and said, Trey, this isn't going to work, man. Yeah. And so-and-so just pulled me aside and said this. Hey, so-and-so just pulled me aside and said, hey, can you talk to Trey about this? And that's what Jeremy has become in this dynamite. They trust him. They love him. He loves them. And that's been a great thing mm. for him as a sister. Amen. Amen. And then two, I would tell the guys out there, and this sounds sounds crazy when I say it, but I'll explain it. Clean the closet. If you get nothing out of this podcast, remember this, clean the closet. Okay. And what do I mean by that? Every church has a closet. Right? Yes, it does. Yeah. We we have a closet and we have a shed. Yeah. And and we have a basement. And and Cordova came, and I'll, I'll brag on him, but this was a philosophy I had before Jeremy even came, but I didn't even have to All teach right, so it to him. Cordova is? Is my assistant, Got my it. administrative okay. assistant. Got it. And he came, he's like, Trey, that storage barn is a mess. When we get about four nice days, I'm going to clean that out. I'm going to take some men in the church with me. We're going to clean it out and get rid of everything we don't need. Hmm. And that's been needing done for five years. Yeah. Okay, but I'm not that guy. Okay, I'm a prioritizer. That's second and third on my list. Right. You know, I've got to meet with so and so. I've got to email. I've got a discipleship. I've got to be here. So I'm not worried about that. But that's where he comes in and he sees mm. it. He got it done. The storage closet upstairs. Yeah. He cleaned it out. The basement. You can actually walk through it now. <laughs> but the point is, he saw things that needed done and didn't need my approval to do it. He just stepped up and said, "Hey, I'm I'm going to get this taken care of." All right. What would you advise a guy? Uh, let's say the senior pastor is a control freak. Yeah. And you got an yeah. assistant. He says, hey, I got to get that shed cleaned out. Yeah. And he says, no, right. I don't want you. What yeah, do you I've do? been there. Okay. I've been there. Matter of fact, I remember going to one senior pastor and I had a list of 10 things to go forward with again, because that's me. Yeah. Hey, I want to do this, yeah. this, this, sure. and this. <laughs> and, and there were 10 shells in the shotgun. Just boom, boom, boom. <laughs> they, they all got shot down. Like, okay, never mind. But again, then find some other things. Man, if you've got a okay. youth room. Yeah. Just paint it, decorate it, do some things like that. And, and some things you see, maybe it's a little old lady in the church that needs her grass mode hmm. and get out there and do it. Yeah, Just have your eyes open for things like that. And I called it, you know, in my ministries, I called it just pushing the wheelbarrow because, you know, I'm following the senior pastor out the wheelbarrow and things that got dropped or needed done, throw it in the wheelbarrow and let's do it. Hmm. So that's a huge help and can be a big encouragement to others around you. I was in the hospital and we were having student parent teacher orientation. And I knew laying in that hospital bed that the school was a mess. All right, no wait. Is and this when you ready. were an assistant or you were assistant, okay, no, a senior pastor? I'm okay. Senior I just pastor, know you've had a couple of pretty near death experiences. I, I, yeah. So we'll, that's yeah. another topic. Another yeah, time. So I was just trying to lay it out for yeah. the people. Were you no, the so senior yeah, pastor? So okay. So you're just the yeah, assistant. I was in the hospital dealing with some Crohn's issues. And it's the day of orientation, and I know the the school and the church is not mm. ready. Okay. And so I called my assistant on the phone. I'm like, bro, I was like, I don't think that place is ready for parents to come in tonight. He's like, I got it. Mm. And I heard later is that people say, man, you wouldn't believe what your assistant did. He wow. he mopped the floors. He took out the trash. He vacuumed all day long solo. 
and the place was immaculate when everybody came in that night. Wow. And that's what you need to be ready to do. None of us are above that. And and we need to be able to be able to change our clothes and get to work if the work um, requires it. What would you say outside find another job or find another church? What would you say to an assistant right now who or what would you say to a senior pastor whose assistant is lacking in motivation, lacking in fulfilling his work habits or work requirements? Everything's being done haphazardly late for meetings. I mean, what yeah. you follow me? So what would you tell yeah. oh, a yeah. senior pastor with an assistant like that? Oh man, you've got to communicate. Okay. And you've got to have all that out there. You just got to sit down with them and say, listen, and I think one of the hardest things to do Marshall is to have that conversation or even let an assistant go when you're the one that brought them on. Yeah. Cause everybody yeah. says, Oh man, he's a failure. He blew that. Yeah, that's, <laughs> but, that's right. But it's better for you and him. There are and, some guys worth restoring or mentoring yes, and the other in second Timothy two two tells us what that qualification is. Okay. Absolutely. And so if, yeah. with this, if I had that, okay, I just sit down with them and say, Hey, listen, man, here's what I'm seeing. You know, I love you. I'm not trying to lord over you, but there are some things we need to clean up a little bit and I need you to help me in these areas. When we have a meeting and that meeting is at seven o'clock, I need you here at seven. Mm. I would have those conversations in the ideal world. Now I'm flipping on the, as a senior pastor, what is ideal for you to meet with your assistant pastor one-on-one? How often does that take place? The goal is once a week. There we go. Okay. Cause I know yeah, you and I know you're a, a communicator. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. that may so not I mean always happen, but he knows he has your ear for a period of time. Yeah. Right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I told him, I told him, don't make my office a scary place. Yeah. There you and go. come in. I just want to know what's going on with you and your family. And I said, but if my headphones are in, don't come in because <laughs> I'm in the zone. <laughs> yeah. But if I'm there and you can tell I'm just typing on the computer or whatever, man, just knock yeah. on the door, come in and let me know what's going on. And right. I try senior pastors. Let me say this. Don't be afraid of your assistant's office. There you go. I go in the office of both of my assistants. You know, my youth pastor has a couch because that's what all youth pastors should have (laughs) for whatever reason. And I go in and I plop on the couch. I just chat and I'll do with my administrative because I feel like that's important that I'm not so good that I can't step into their office. Amen. Okay. Just wanted to get that out there. Yep. Okay. Yep. What else we got? Okay. Going? So let's say men considering a transition. Yeah. All right. So you're, you've been an assistant, you've been an associate for 10, 15, five, a couple years. And now you're maybe candidating or talking to some other churches about becoming the man. First, let me say this. All your problems do not go away when you become the man. Okay. You know, man, once I can call the shots and once I become the boss and listen, you get a whole nother set of problems and don't think that, your problems will go away because you're going to be a pastor. That's not the case. Number two is just be patient. Mm. Don't feel like you have to get out of an assistant pastor role to do something else. Again, I didn't want to be an assistant. I had no desire to be, but I was so rough that it took 16 years for God to get me ready to pastor, (laughs) you know? Yeah, Yeah. I need those 16 years, Marshall, and I'm thankful for them. And so that allowed me to be able to do what I'm doing today at faith. So be patient and pray, pray specifics. You know, God, I just feel like you've burdened me for a Joshua Moses ministry. God, you've burdened me for a a revitalization church. God, Mm. you know, you've given me the gifts and abilities to pastor with a, I got to have a Christian school as well. Don't settle, pray for those specifics and ask God for scripture. We don't have time to go into it, but I had specific scriptures that I was praying. 
yeah. that I needed God to fulfill, which really I was candidating in two churches at the same time here at faith and one other. And God, I mean, he just fulfilled the scriptures that I was praying Amen. through one phone call and, and showed me exactly that. No, this is where I need to be. Mm. So, so pray specifically about what God has for you. Three, don't quit. Yeah. If you're in that assistant pastor role and you're frustrated and you're candidating other places, you still want to take the high road as you leave. Mm. So you want to finish on the top of your game. If your senior pastor is not the nicest person in the world, you leave with everybody thinking that you two had a wonderful relationship. Good, good advice. And when you leave, don't get on Facebook and say, hey, if you guys really want to know why I left, oh. give me a call. Have you I've seen, seen people? Oh, I've seen man. It. I've seen it. Don't <sighs> do that. No. No. So you always leave the high road and let people connect the dots after sure. you're gone. Sure. Don't be the one to do it. And then number four, probably the most important for me when I came here was give everybody on your staff an A+. I think I read that from Maxwell. I heard it from Maxwell one time. But coming in, I'm looking at, you know, we have a Christian school and staff and I'm like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see if this works out. Sure. See, you know, so what are you going to do with them? But really, I came in with the attitude, no, everybody in this ministry has an A+. Mm. Now, what do you mean they by that? Everybody awesome. has. Oh, everybody. So you would grade awesome. them as an A+. Okay, got it. Them. All right, yeah, got they, it. They're okay. not a failure as a teacher. Right. They're not a failure as an administrator. Right. They're not a failure as a secretary. They're an A+. Can I yep, stop right ahead. there? So uh, yep. you got two assistants on your staff right now? Mm-hmm. Had yep. they been an assistant anywhere else, or do you know? Uh, my my, what my question is uh, administrative pastor was a a school administrator for 25 years before coming here. Had he been mentored in that position or not? Yes. Okay, good, good. That's yeah. great. Now, my youth pastor, no. All right. And so I got him fresh where he, actually Jeremy Frazier called me uh-huh. and said, hey, I know a young man right now looking for a ministry that just wants mentored, and I think you're the guy. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And so I called him. I said, hey, Jeremy recommended you. Would you be interested in coming? And when he heard West Virginia, they were like, no. No way, yeah. <laughs> But but they're here now and they love it. Amen. And so when you come in, everybody's an A. No, you said A plus. You said A A plus. plus. A plus. Okay, (laughs) that's right. They're rock stars in their world. You know, my wife tells me not to use that word. Um, But you know, they're top notch until proven otherwise. All right, I'm interviewing Treg Spicer. T R E G S P I C E R dot com is his website. Great resources there. His podcast to the assistant. And now who does the podcast with you, Treg? I know you have somebody. Um, yeah, so I do. And I have another buddy from down in the, the middle of West Virginia, okay. Dan Vaughn. He's a church planner. All right. And he was an assistant for eight years. Wow. Okay. And their church has a coffee shop. All proceeds go to missions. And we sit in mm. this church coffee shop and mm. and have coffee and do the podcast in Weston, West Virginia. Weston. Okay. All right. Now, yeah. as we wrap up the podcast on the assistant what have i interrupted you so you cannot say you need to say no 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 this is um i I think this is great and like i said guys if i can help you i'm here for you all so if you're listening to this you're like oh man i i can relate to that that's where i am just give me a call shoot me an email and say hey could you take time to talk i would love to do that to help you encourage you and and mentor you along the way and if i can give any advice at all from my years i would love to do it yeah and all that again treg dot com. everything you need to contact him it's on there one of his blog posts how to encourage your pastor these articles are great for safeguards in the storms of your life so i just want to commend you for a wonderful resource not only Mm -hmm. for assistant pastors but also for everyone 
And so just go there, find resources. For those listening, we're going to have another podcast with Treg on transitioning from the assistant to the senior pastor. And on top of that, following a man that pastored 40 years in the same yeah. church where you'll be coming to. 49. It, for, yep. 49. Wow. 49. 49. Okay. Yep. So again, Treg, thanks for today, for this podcast. Uh, GFA, thanks for sponsoring this and doing all the editing and, and putting it out there. And you can find a lot of information at gfamissions.org about our virtual roundtables, questions and answers on missions, church staffing website, our consulting website, anything we can do, we're here to help you. So Treg, thanks again and look forward to talking to you again. Great. You're listening to ReChurch a podcast of Gospel Fellowship Association Missions. If you would like more information about our ministry or how we may assist you and your church, visit us at gfamissions.org slash consulting.